Welcome to another show, a brand new season, an unexpected season. Hope you enjoyed the first episode with myself, Sarah Sharman, and then Daniel Confino. What a surprise. What a surprise I'm sure indeed. our loyal listeners would have noticed no change whatsoever. Did you check the volumes right this morning? This was a bit soft on the last one, I thought. Oh, was it? Maybe we need to bring our microphones up. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Yep. You keep talking, Daniel. Don't worry. I'm well, working um, behind the scenes here. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're recording early in the morning and you are still having breakfast. I made you a bacon sandwich. Oh, yeah. With rosemary and um, and potato sourdough from Gail's Bakery, which you'd never tasted before. Apparently. Oh, my goodness. My taste buds are dancing. And the way I do that bacon, I mean, I get a lot of comments on that. And I quite like the thick, the thick spread of butter. Yeah, yeah, you've got to slice them. I mean, when the butter's cold at this time of year, mm. there's, there's no way of really spreading it without destroying the bread. So you just have to slice it thinly, but you can't, can't, you can't do it that thinly. Uh, so it's effectively like a, a sort of a piece of butter See, my solution, rather than the spread of butter. That's a very good idea. But my solution the other day was to put the frying pan on the cooker, pop a blob of butter in there and just quickly smother the bread on top as it melted and then I had melted butter on my bread. No, I think you made a mistake there. You, you have to have one or one or other of the following. Either this sort of, you know, good thick piece of butter, mm. cold, yeah. or you fry the bread. So right. you, if you're going to melt the butter rather than toast the bread, you need a toaster, yeah. and then put butter on it, you'd actually fry the bread in the butter right, on one side. That would have been the smart move. Just to make the bread soggy with Hot butter is the worst of all possible worlds. You've just gone down in my estimation. Oh, but I quite enjoyed it. But I don't care. It's the wrong thing. Okay. The theory is more important than the practice. It's right. like the French say. Yeah, okay. I don't care about that. But does it work in theory? I see. And the theory is that you can't do that. Okay. Okay. I've learnt my errors. Right. Good. Well, I never want to hear another <laughs> mention of soggy bread and butter. I thought I was saving time, just, honestly. Actually, the more I think about it, the more I don't even want to talk to you today. Oh, no! <laughs> I mean, you, we, we came here with every good intention of doing a couple of episodes, and now I'm already completely off the idea. But do you know what, Daniel? Whose loss would that be? Well, who do you think? Yours. Mine? Yeah. What about the thousands of people that are, you know, oh, tuned and in this morning? <laughs> Sorry, I sit down here. So anyway, I'm if just... there are some munching noises... <laughs> Um, they are Sarah eating her bacon butty. And made, slurping coffee. Slurping coffee made by me. And I'm, I'm hoping it will open her eyes to a whole new vista of possibilities. Mm. Decent food. By the way, breakfast is, is the important meal of the day, I always think. You know, it's the, it's the optimistic meal. The kind of the meal before everything's gone wrong, you know, or start to go wrong. But what if your breakfast goes wrong? <laughs> well... <laughs> That would be a very bad start to the day. I mean, you can never recover from a bad start to the day, I think. No, you can't. If you're going to have a bad moment in the day, it's better to have it late than you just go to bed and sleep it off. You know? Right. If you have a bad start to the day, it's kind of like puts a pall, you know, like a cloud over the whole day. You just can't ever fully recover. Whatever you do, 
I mean, it's like, it it's like, a, it's like a sprinter who gets off to a late start. You know, they're always trying to catch up with the but others. The way I like to see it is, oh, if it started off that bad, what's the worst that can happen from here? Well, quite a lot. Yeah, you could have slipped on the ice this morning coming over here. Yeah. You could have, um, um, I don't know, what, what's the worst that can happen? Got cramp coming up the stairs. Pigeon could have shat on you. <laughs> it could have. Like it did the other day on me. <laughs> oh. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that can go wrong in the world. Yeah. I mean, the other day we were in Greenwich and a car seems to have ploughed into a lamppost. Just imagine being standing there thinking, waiting for the green man, you know? I often think that, though. When I'm walking towards oncoming traffic I think oh what if a car just comes off the road hmm. well to be honest with you you'd be too scared to do anything because when you go down a, a simple road with cars passing you know three <clears> feet <throat> from each other <clears throat> you, you know if you saw every passing car as a threat you'd, you wouldn't be able to drive would you no you just have to sort of decide that some things you know but this is me just walking and I thought yeah. how fast would my reactions be and if there's a lamppost in the way, this was actually quite interesting because I thought if a lamppost is between myself and the vehicle yeah. that's come off the road, will the lamppost save me? Yeah. The I, answer I, to that is, no, it won't save me. Because it'll fall on you. It'll fall on me. <laughs> you just get whacked on the head by a lamppost. <laughs> yeah. I actually wrote an article once suggesting that all lampposts have um, kind of like a shock detector in them. Okay. Because people are always running into lampposts, aren't they? And that would immediately call all the all the emergency services, you know, uh, because they obviously would be needed if if that happened. Yeah. Somebody is then. Now, look, as, as as part of the getting off to a good start in the day. Yeah. I, you know, we went to listen to Giselle talking about mindfulness or, yes. or you know doing nothing. Yes. And being at peace with with doing nothing and everything, and so I decided as part of my start to the day, which includes the great breakfast that I made for myself, I went out to the art shop opposite, mainly because I fancied the girl who works there, <laughs> ended up spending £25 on stuff I don't need. Oh dear. Um, but I did talk to her about yeah. West Side Story a lot. Yes. Can I just give you some advice? Yeah. You can see her again if you return the items, <laughs> then you get your money back. <laughs> I just threw the receipt away. <laughs> Never throw the receipt away. Always keep it for at least a week or two in case it's faulty, Daniel. Yeah, you're right. It's still actually in the bin. I could retrieve it. You must. But anyway, one of the things I bought was one of these wooden mannequins, the, one, the, the type with a joint everywhere that you can bend into. Oh, yeah. Whatever. And I, I, so I decided every morning I will configure my mannequin yeah. into a sort of position that I find entertaining, and it's quite a mindful activity to bend all the limbs and as you can see this morning how would you describe my creation i would say it's like a biker grove jump for joy if you remember that tv show and they just bounce up and the legs are going to the side to the side the and arms are above yeah, doing one, a bit of a vogue whacking thing one hand in you, front could, one could you hand take a picture back. of this and put it on our social media in case I people can, yes. want to see what what we're talking about yes so every day i've decided to contort <clears throat> my mannequin, into a different pose. I wasn't sure whether they were trying to show there's a bit of bust there. Is that a bit of bust? Or is that a bit androgynous? Well, no, everyone's got that little... Well, there is a dip in the chest to show the mm. pectorials as well. Pectorials? Yes. Or the pectorials. Which one is it? Five. Pectorial. Four. <laughs> <laughs> one year out. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, Sarah, yes, so we, we, we're, we're doing this early in the morning. I just want to say, this mannequin on a game show is classically known as a 
You know, when they're going round in the game where you have to relist everything that's gone round on the conveyor belt. Oh, yeah. What are they called? You're asking me. I don't know. Oh, I think they'd call it a wobbly man. <laughs> right. Um, which part are we talking <laughs> It's actually rather well designed, you know. All the joints are there. Mm. Um, Maybe you could do some stop motion with it. Yeah, I think it's rather an intriguing. I actually bought it. I said to the girl that I was buying stuff for my, for my um, granddaughter. Just to make myself seem innocent. Right. You know, and, and like a good lad, you know. <laughs> and um, and she started asking me about the mannequin. She didn't really know what it was for. Oh. I said it was to, you know, to show my granddaughter sex positions. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going there. Uh, and, uh, Ari, if you ever listen to this, as an older <laughs> girl, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, Sarah, I thought we might do something useful. You know, this series is called Homespun Wisdom. Mm. <clears throat> Did you forget? No, I didn't It's forget. not you and me having breakfast. No, no, no. There's some gems <clears throat> amongst our conversation. Right, and I decided, happen. as I sat down thinking about useful things we could do for our loyal listeners, long-suffering, yeah. long-suffering. <clears throat> listeners, is talk about time-saving tips. Okay. You know, which seems like a bit of homespun wisdom. Yes. And the reason why I got onto this subject is because we interviewed Nicola Rossi mm-hmm. for our other show. Yeah. What's that called? Look, Mum, No Hands. Oh, yeah, that's right. Embracing Look, Life's Risk. Embracing Life's Risk. We interviewed Nicola Rossi and we got onto the subject of hanging, you know, execution by hanging because she used to hang out. <laughs> yeah. You're on it this I'm morning. Really, yeah. <laughs> they need much more of that coffee. Um, with the last executioner, Ooh. Albert. Pierpoint. Mm. Um, actually, he wasn't the last. Anyway, <clears throat> he was certainly a very prolific one. I think that's what she said. Right. The most prolific executioner. And um, he, as we discussed in that show, his whole aim in life was to reduce the time from the knock on the prisoner's door to the drop of the rope so that there was very little time to get anxious, scared, whatever. It was just like over in a, in a fuzz, in a, in a whirl. Okay. And um, and he used to look at all the little details of knocking on the door and the operations he had to do, like tying the hands. So he probably was tying the hands whilst they were walking to the scaffold or something, you know. And yeah. so I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to start adopting a similar approach to life, you know, and, um, and making sure that every moment is used to best advantage. All right. Also, because when you're waiting for something to happen, it's quite angst-making, isn't it? Do you know about the, that expression about a watched kettle? Yeah. What do they say? Uh Actually, no. <laughs> First lie of the day. <laughs> Who are you trying to impress by saying you know something when you don't? Eh? Oh, you, think, you, think, you think you're going to get away with that with me here? You know what? Sometimes you say yes and then people don't, they, yeah. they don't, you don't expect them to go, oh, okay, what have you, is it Have then? you seen Tara yet? Tara? The film? No. Oh, I've not heard of it. No, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. I just heard her interviewed on the radio, actually. I, after oh. hearing that, I want to go and see it. She apparently plays a conductor or something. Oh, that one! Yeah. Oh, I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyhow, the kettle. They say a watched kettle never boils. Uh, what do they mean by that? Sarah? Oh, that happened to me the other day. Do you know why? It wasn't plugged in. <laughs> it wasn't plugged in. <laughs> but what do they mean when they say a watched kettle never boils? What are they thinking? I mean, if you stand, stand there, yeah. put the button on, you know, you, like most normal people, you plugged it in first, and yeah. the light goes on, probably. Yeah. They, they like some kind of blue light in the water these days, don't they? It makes they do. It, makes you think that it's kind of healthy. Mm. 
Have you noticed they were always careful about which colours they're using in the kitchen and the bathroom? I mean, in the bathroom, nothing's ever really red. You know, they, they don't want biological colours or brown. I know. They use blues and greens. Yeah, mouthwash. Can you imagine red mouthwash? Is there one? Actually, there is a red toothpaste paste called Close Up. That's probably for people that have bleeding gums and don't want to see all the blood, you know. Um, it's pink mouthwash. Is there? Yeah, yeah, but it's not, you know what I mean? They don't want yeah. notably biological colours. No. Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want your water to look like churning up brown, would you? No. You, you wouldn't want a brown light. So they, they have a light blue light. Anyway, so when you put it on and you stare at it, waiting for it to boil, and you've got one of them, maybe it didn't even have a fast boil kettle, you know, the, the time goes very slowly indeed. Yeah. Mm. Hence the expression, a watched kettle never boil. Right. Obviously it does boil, but yeah. it's more the impression of time. Okay. I mean, do you know what Oscar Wilde said about smoking when he was told that his life would be made shorter if he smoked? Nope. So even then, they knew that smoking was bad for you. you know? Yeah. And then for years, the American tobacco companies were trying to pretend it wasn't. So even you know Oscar Wilde uh, was aware way before it came out. Um, now he said his, in response to the accusation that he would shorten his life, he said, no, 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 my dear chap, it's not that it, it would be short, it would just seem shorter oh you see yes but like, no he's fine isn't well no because there is an impression of time yeah if you lock up people in a room with no clue of the time mm. aged in their 60s in their 40s in their 20s and ask them to say when they think an hour is up who do you think thinks it's up first how old was the youngest person 20s 40s and 60s i think the 20-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, they think it... They think it you see, so people have a different perception of the yeah. time. So <clears throat> I'm just making the point that when you put the kettle on to boil, mm -hmm. now what can you do with that time? Get everything else ready. Get the milk out. Get your biscuits. You know, pop to the toilet. <clears throat> what I tend to do when I pop the kettle on. Oh, oh I can create space for drinking more tea. <laughs> I mean, what you're really looking for is something that has exactly the same time. Uh, Sarah's just taken a mouthful, so I'm going to have to talk now for at least mm. two minutes. It was a little bite. Mm. Um, you want, you're looking for something that, that takes exactly the amount of time that the kettle takes to boil, so that you have that beautiful moment. Yeah. That synchronised moment. All part of the, I'm having a wonderful morning. I mean, you know, you could say to me, how's your morning going so far? And I could say to you, you know what? I put the kettle on. Yeah. And I rushed upstairs to brush my teeth. When I came down, it just went pop. And so I snuck in a quick brush of my teeth. Because, you know, you're supposed to brush your teeth before you have anything sweet. Yes. If you have sweet things, it's terrible. You're supposed to leave an hour before you brush your teeth. You leave an hour before you brush no, your no. teeth? No, no. Leave an hour if you've eaten anything sweet before you brush your teeth. Because if there's sugar in there, you're actually destroying your teeth with yeah. the brushing. So you need to find something that, that's coterminous. Oh, that's such a great legal word. Coterminous. It means it ends at the same time. <laughs> but the lawyers wouldn't get paid so much money if they said something simple like that. Would they plain English? <laughs> but your lease is coterminous with... Right. Um, yes. Have you eaten? Did you swallow? I did, yes. Let's have a look. Ah. Uh, it's all gone. See my new fill-ins 300 pounds later. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. It's expensive. I know, that's just for two of them. Oh. It's kind of got white ones. Didn't you think of offering sexual favours in exchange? Mm, my mouth was quite full at the time. <laughs> quite a lot of fantasies about the dental chair, you know that. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of dentists just imagine their 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 patients sort of you know lying there naked. Interesting. And um, never crossed my mind. The next time, you, I mean, you're quite vulnerable, aren't you? When you're sort of you know you're, you sit in the chair and yeah. you press the recline button, right? Yeah. And now you're quite vulnerable. It's you know it would be a bit of an effort to get out. It would be a bit of an effort. And it, you know, but so, I could do it if I. I mean, for three hundred pounds, you know, I don't know. Mm. Could be tempted myself, actually. To what? Well, with my dentist, who's okay. called Hadge. Oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. She listens to the show. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. A lot of dentists are female these days. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, that's not my my preference. You you want a man? Yeah. Maybe we just want the opposite sex. But then I don't think I want a man looking into my mouth. <laughs> What's um, what's the sensitivity there then? I mean, it's it's just really close up. It's a bit like when you go to the opticians and the man's mm. right there. Just <laughs> why why does the man bother you? I'm I'm assuming more than a woman. Is that right? Yeah. Why do you think there's a, a, a difference? Mm. You you think there's I don't think a man and a woman's mouth doesn't look massively different. I'm not even sure. I think they can tell know, there is a difference. It's they... just you know the up close and personal. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, you you really... This is all part of your problem, isn't it? When anyone gets close to you. Oh, no, that's fine. But no, 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 no. You're avoiding it. No, it, you do have a problem. When, oh. when a man gets close to you... Right. Physically yeah. and emotionally, you have a problem. Not always. Own it. Not and always. And the dentist and the optician and all these people who are peering at you, you feel scrutinised, under observation, uncomfortable. You don't like it. No, sometimes feel, I do like it. You, self, you feel self-conscious. Sometimes I do like it. You know, that that stray arm that's leaning against you, you go, oh, that feels quite nice, actually. What stray arm that's leaning against you? You know, you know when someone is closer than they think and you... What, like on the tube? Yeah, or wherever. You like being a bit cheek by jowl with somebody. <laughs> that side-on, though. Maybe you don't mind side-on so much because it... Avoids all the, you know, intimacy thing. Mm. I think you need to go go away and think about this. Ah, I'll cap out. Now, I've come up with a perfect example of synchronisation. Okay. You know, obviously, I'm here on the second floor. Yes. And there's a lift. Yes. I know you're always encouraging me to walk, but I don't. So when I'm going out in the morning, I have to press the button on the lift, and it's always it's one of these ground-seeking lifts. Do you know what I mean by that? It, it, when, it always when, wants to go down. Yeah, when you when you leave it alone for a bit, it just goes down to the ground. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like... Even when it goes <coughs> up, it says it's going down. Yes. It's, it's very confusing. <laughs> you know, but everything has a, what's called a carenthia. Every animal. It's a Spanish word. It means like a preference. Okay. They, they talk about it in the bullfight. I know it's not good to talk about bullfights, but when the bull is under pressure, mm. even though it's a round ring, the bull ring, it goes to a particular place every time right. where it feels more comfortable. Okay. I don't know why. They don't know how it works. But, I mean, I have my places. We all, you know, we, we have a seat where we feel more comfortable. Yeah. We sit. We prefer to sit. If someone's in our seat, we feel, mm, you know. And, and when guests come round and, and you say, please sit down, they're always kind of thinking, I wonder where Daniel would sit, you know, mm. and trying not to sit there. And even asking. Don't they? Yeah. Because they, they know there's a, there's a kind of, that's the deal. Yeah. Um, why are we on this subject? Because we're <clears throat> going to things that were comfortable. Well, we, <clears throat> we're talking about me 
Going down on the lift. Yes. Time saving. Ah, <clears> so <throat> now you've got it. You press the button. Yeah, I press the button. <clears throat> now, if I was fully clothed and ready to go out with my keys in my hand and check my, already checked my phone and my, I've got my freedom pass and condoms and you know, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Just what all pensioners need. <laughs> the, the, the number of times I've had to come back up and get the condoms. <laughs> Thing is, I can't leave them anywhere where Jane would see because you know that would just be a complete giveaway. That's for the surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did think of clipping them to the magnet on the fridge, in plain sight, because they say people don't notice things in plain sight sometimes. No. You know, you just clip the condoms to the fridge, and one day she's like, "Who put these here?" You know, not like, <laughs> "What are you doing with these condoms?" Oh. Anyhow, back to the subject matter. Yeah, so I, so you know, <laughs> if you're ready to go, then you press the button. You, the, the amount of time waiting for the lift to come. Oh yes, because it's ground preference. It's Corinthia is the ground. There see. we go. It feels happier down there. The lift, you know, yep. lifts have feelings, apparently. Like all things. According to the Otis man, or, or is it is it the Coney man or the I don't know the Tisson man or whatever. We we bumped into some elevator people, didn't we, when we were broadcasting? We did. They yeah. were Coney people. Ah, oh, okay, the company yeah, that they worked for. Yeah, they were laughing at everyone else being interviewed. But didn't want to be interviewed no, themselves. They were having a great time listening to other people being asked questions like, "How did you lose your virginity?" and then showing an uncommon amount of interest in the answer. You know, when it was a Fiat 500, for instance. Yeah. It's still hard to understand how you do that. <laughs> anyway. There's a lot going on in your head this morning, Daniel, isn't there? Like, I mean, like every morning. <laughs> so anyway, so you know, if, if you're ready to go and you press the button, the, the wait for the lift is really annoying. Right. And sometimes Jane almost, you can see that she almost gives up the will to live and walks down the stairs. Because she would want to walk down the <clears> stairs. <throat> yeah. But she likes being with you, so she's accompanying you down in the lift. Well, that's, that's a charitable way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, either way, what I've now discovered is that if I go out unprepared, uh-huh. and I'm working out how unprepared I can be so that I can do all the things that I needed to do yeah. whilst waiting for the lift and then by whilst descending in the lift. So there's two, there's two moments, you see, to actually do something. I mean, could I get, could I come down in my underpants with my jeans and a belt and stuff and get, well, no, I can't. What I can do, however, uh-huh. is get my boots on right. and, um, and lace them in the lift. So whilst the lift is is coming, I, I get my boots on, but not laced. Yeah. And I might put my jacket on as well, actually. You know, it's, a, it's a bit of time. But when I'm in the lift, it's all systems go to get the boots. They're the, the boots with lots of crossovers. You know what I mean? They're not the simple boots. Right. And so getting them laced and tied just as the doors open is like a magical moment. Oh, yeah. Yes. A magical moment. And it's like, <clears throat> it's like everything's on your side that morning. You know, the... <clears throat> and it feels a bit like a scene from um, uh, Harrison Ford. What is it? You know the uh, what, what's the, the Indiana Jones films? Okay, <clears throat> where he's always rolling under something just as it slams shut. Oh yes, it? yeah. And there's that tense, dramatic moment when you you just do it in the nick of time. <clears throat> and I fantasize, you know, that if I don't get them done, and the lift opens, you know, that the world will come to an end. You know, something terrible will happen. Right. So it's all the pressure is on. And the other problem is I can't bend over as much as I used to. 
Oh, no. There's a couple of reasons for that. Well, if you took the stairs, it'll keep you more <laughs> agile. <laughs> well, there's a couple of reasons why I can't bend over as much as I used to. <clears throat> the first one is my stomach. Right. And the second one is my stomach. Right. And... Because you're like one. a cow, you've got two. <laughs> four. Oh, is it four? Yeah. I've got a ruminating one and a digesting one. Oh, God. <clears throat> well, I have a ruminating brain, actually. <laughs> so, yes, I'm, you know, I have to sort of do this funny thing where I, I'm standing up and I'm, the other leg is crossed over at my knee level and I'm trying oh, to do yeah. the boot up from the side yeah. with the crossing over bit. It's not easy, you know. No. But, but I've got it down to a fine art now. Yeah. And <clears throat> just as the doors open... I'm out and I'm thinking, ha, rubbing my nails, polishing my nails on my pectoral. A word <laughs> that you nearly got wrong <clears throat> this morning. Do you know what? Um, I'll compare an story. No, no, no. I, so I think you... I've been doing too much of the talking this morning. No, do you think, do you think I mean, in percentage terms, how much of the airways have I been hogging this morning? Would Probably you say? about 70%. I think it's more like 80, actually. Okay. <laughs> Any listeners that have nerdish enough to... Check us out. You can let us know. Right, Sarah, what wisdom do you have to impart? Well... Oh, I just thought of something. Um, <laughs> as I was about to say... I've been described as a resourceful person throughout my life. Hmm? So anything time-saving or I can save on whatever, I'll try and do. But as I get older, I think I've now just accepted... If I, like, if it's not happening, it's not happening. I'll just, I'm now just focus on one thing, which is a good exercise for me because I'll tend to start one thing. You're a bit of a scatterbrain. No, 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 not that I'm <clears> a scatterbrain, <throat> but I am a scatterbrain, but a very focused scatterbrain. I'll start one thing and I thought, oh, whilst that's finishing doing that, I'll start the other thing. And then whilst that's doing that, <clears throat> I'll do something else and then go back to the first thing finish the second thing and then the third thing mm. but now i'm like well mm -hmm. maybe i'll just concentrate on the first thing and make sure that's done and out the way and then i can tick it off my list and then do the next thing but then it always comes back to the time saving method because why sit around and wait for something whilst you can be doing something else mm -hmm. Yes, <clears throat> but another thing, sometimes I'll debate, shall I cycle into where I'm going or should I take the train or public transport because I can sit and then do my diary management, I can make a few calls, but then if I cycle, I could get to where I'm going quicker and then sit down, have a cup of tea where I am and then do my diary management. But then I'm having two separate things going on I was like well I'd rather just sit mm. on the public transport and do my diary management uh please my have a tissue do my diary management on the way yeah um I'm gonna have to admit something to you Sarah tell me listening to you talking reminded me of waiting for the lift or, or waiting for the kettle to boil I was waiting for it to be over do you know what I mean oh gosh I hope our listeners doesn't feel like that I'm going and back I just, to my I was thinking I wish I'd had something else to do whilst you were talking you know like I don't know, a bit of knitting or darning some socks. You could have played with your mannequin. <laughs> You're a wobbly man. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, we interviewed some people the other day, didn't we, for Ambush, which is we where did, yes. anyone that doesn't know, is not out yet, is where we just catch people cold in the street. Uh-huh. We, we stop at a place, like outside a station, and 
and there are often people waiting for someone to arrive. You know, mm. the, the plan is I'll see you at Greenwich outside the DLR, or as Aria calls it, the dealer R, because she's already into you know substances <laughs> um, or spotted what goes on. And um, and so we often interview them. And they they will say something like, "Well, you know, I I'm waiting for somebody, don't don't they?" Yeah. And we think that's great because what we say is, "Well, look, use the time to your advantage. You know, yeah. you can have a great moment, and if they turn up, you can always." break the interview but you won't want to and if we get through the whole interview and they haven't turned up you've used it and you'll be in a better frame of mind than if you spent 15 minutes just pacing around cooling your heels is that what they say cooling your heels no i don't think they do i've not heard that term before does that when you haven't heard it you think that means it doesn't exist (laughs) you're talking about a 64 year old guy that's been knocking around a while and compared to a young girl who's had little experience of life. That's and what's cool in your hooves. <laughs> so you can have a chance to, I'm going to let, allow you to Google this. I've um, not got my phone in the room. <laughs> anyway, they could have just been getting, you know, sort of nervous and pacing around. I think you're probably right. I don't think it's cooling your heels. But You I'm can gonna... be hot on your heels. Anyway, you can you can do a search whilst we're talking, see if it exists as, as a... But anyway, you know, so that... When, when they, their friend did arrive and we delivered them safely into the hands of their friend, they, they were actually pumped up and, and enjoying their morning rather than having got to the point where they were sort of, oh, God, you were late. Where have you been? What happened? And, you know, just be ready to have a sort of bit of a go at them. Does it exist? Yes. What does it mean? Well, where did it come from? It's an expression that dates back to the 16th century after horses had run a long race. They were hot, so the animals stood in water to cool their feet. What does it mean? To remain in place in readiness or expectation of something. Right. Well, isn't that accurate then? If they're standing there outside the dealer R station, yeah. waiting for a friend, couldn't we say they're cooling their heels? They are. I made an apology, a retraction. I make an apology for... And a retraction. And retract my comments and fire myself from this team yet again. It's probably the hundredth time I've had to fire myself. Because, yeah, anyway. Well, actually, it's quite interesting what, what the explanation was. I can see yeah. it now. So the horses got hot and they stood in water. Yeah. I noticed that when Jessie Dog goes out and gets hot, she, she will lie in a puddle. In a puddle yeah. yeah, so Jessie Dog, um, you know, gets absolutely filthy, of course. And needs to be hosed off after she does that. But, but she's, you know, dogs have trouble keeping cool, don't they? They do. They only have that tongue thing, you know, and the panting. Could you imagine not being able to cool down? Yeah. Where was I the other day? There was a very good sketch <laughs> I saw on the internet about a mum going, taking to the kids swimming, taking the kids swimming. She starts off getting them changed, and then she's sitting in the spectator's view and point. She goes, oh, it's hot in here, it's hot. Why is it always bloody hot in the, in the swimming pool? area where you're watching and she's she was was menopausal (laughs) no but it's generally always warm right in the viewing area she's just taking everything off she's looking around yeah but no when it's hot there's only one solution and that's to uh as nelly said take off all your clothes keep going (laughs) i am so hot i want to take my clothes off do you know in regards to that song you need to search on youtube Chase the Rapper, Nelly Country Remix. Mm. He does it in country rock style. 
and it's fantastic. I'm going to play it to you after the show, Daniel. Okay. Mm. Well, look, maybe we should move on to the next time-saving tip. Okay. And that is waiting for the hot water to come through from the tap. Oh. I mean, I have a particularly long run here from the boiler. It's one of these in instant heating things, so it's not like a tank. Okay. A cylinder, so it takes quite a long time. So when I'm running my shower, yeah, I could just get really pissed off with how long it takes and just holding my hand under the cold tap thinking come on come on when... but instead you put your face mask on <laughs> yeah so what i now do is is turn on the, the the hot tap let it run knowing it's going to take you know two minutes okay two minutes that's quite a yeah and that's enough for me to get my eyeliner on and lipstick and powder and everything yeah. actually no that wouldn't be the case just before my shower would it Although, yeah, I could be doing other things. Of, um, you know, just hanging my hand under the cold tap, cursing and cussing and mm. being upset with the world, then, you know, uh, I'm, I've got something useful to do. And it's almost like it's a bit of a game, you know, just get it done, like brush your teeth. Yeah. And just as the hot water comes through, and then you feel really achieved. Do you ever shave in the shower? Well, that's not possible for men, unless you get well, stick no, on. No, I don't. I don't shave in the shower. I shave over the basin. Yeah. Um, that's a classic gentleman. Yeah. So I actually have one of those little wooden basins with some with some soap thing, you know, for brushing. Oh yes. What do you call it? Shaving bowl, I think. Yes. Although I'm, I always have a slight reservation about my shaving bowl because I, I um, I read the uh, I read a book about. Um, Robert Fitzroy, okay, and um, Charles Darwin, right? Um, so basically, Charles Darwin spent three years pissing around in the Beagle in the South Atlantic, thinking up the theory of evolution. Although he didn't really, and and Robert Fitzroy was the captain of the Beagle, mm -hmm. and was the only kind of intelligent company for several thousand miles, and they had lots of chats, and it's a really fascinating story actually. Fitzroy went on to become the first. In, Weather forecaster. He invented weather forecasting because he sent he sent all the barometers and wind speed things to around all the ports of England, and then people would telegraph in the wind speed and the conditions, and he would have like a central nervous system where he had all this information. He realised that your weather mm. is just somebody else's weather being pushed being, along, being blown over to you. Yeah. So if he knew where the, what the weather was doing and where it was and the speed of the wind. He could tell you that in three hours you're going to have some rain. Ah, and he knew when the barometer went right up yeah. and the weathering got sizzling hot. Yep, <laughs> so exactly. So, time to get into a puddle, cool your heels. Yeah. So Fitzroy um, didn't believe in, in evolution. He believed in creation. So the two of them just were having, going at it hammer and tongs, you know. Hammer and tongs. Have you heard that expression? No. Oh dear, time to get Google out. Oh. You can imagine hammer and tongs, though, can't you? It's like a, a blacksmith's. Yes. Like, you know, they, they take things out of the fire in They're tongs. They're bashing it, yes. And then they smash it. You know. I mean, you haven't heard of hammer and tongs? I've not heard anyone not use even, hammer and not tongs. Not even with a sexual reference. No. I mean, like going at it hammer and tongs. Well, definitely I don't do that, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there are days when I need the Durex and days when I'm going at it hammer and tongs. <laughs> I think today's a hammer and tongs day, actually. Oh dear. Um, so yes, so um, but he he cut himself. What do you mean? Uh, not shaving. I mean, he cut his throat while shaving. And um, died. Was it a severe yeah, yeah, cut? Yeah, it was a suicide. Oh. Yeah, because he too many people thought Darwin was right, and he couldn't stand the world. Oh gosh. He couldn't stand the world in which, which evolution replaced God. You see. 
Mm. And he was a scientific man because he came up with the with weather forecasting. So it's a bit odd, isn't it, that he was he was prepared to be scientific about weather, yeah, but not about whether the Bible might be wrong. Mm. If the Bible had had some stuff on weather forecasting, he'd have had to believe that, you know. Yeah. The, the Bible said weather is a completely random event, nothing to do with the wind direction and and uh, what's going on somewhere nearby. You know, he'd have he'd never have have invented weather forecasting. Anyway, so whenever, whenever I'm shaving, I think of Robert Fitzroy. Kind of a bit of a downer. See, I can have, you can see how my morning is influenced by all these different factors. So the, there's the kettle, you know, yeah. getting something exactly right whilst the kettle is boiling, like getting my, my yogurt, my muesli, and chopping some nuts and raisins and things, whatever. Perfect timing. Yeah. And then um, also pressing the button on the coffee maker just for when I need the coffee. You know, knowing how long that takes, and then running the hot water and doing something useful whilst that's coming through, and then there's the lift business getting down. So I could have absolutely the perfect morning. Can you see that by the yeah. time I'm out the front door, everything is coordinated, everything is synchronized. Yeah, the world is like a perfect functioning machine. Damn, it's just so good at life. And and by the time I exit the front door, it's kind of like da da. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and then the pigeon shed <laughs> <laughs> on my head. Oh, dear. I... So that's the nemesis, you see. That's, yeah. that's the hubris mm. that comes from pride. Yeah, sometimes you shouldn't enjoy when things are going too well because, you know, you could just get chat on or <laughs> from fall on your ass. Yeah. From a great height or slip. I love it when I've put pasta on to boil. Oh, yes. Now you've got seven minutes or, or eight or... I mean, I'm not it, timing. If it, if it was Joshua, it's about two. <laughs> and I go off, do something else. Sometimes I forget that I've got something else going on and I get back to the kitchen just as the water is rising and oh. it's about to go over. It's worse with milk, though. Oh, yes. When milk goes, you know... It's quite hard to stop it. Yeah. Lift it off. But every time I get to the kitchen, I go, oh, that was perfect timing. I was like, no, I don't have extra cleaning. But I failed the other day when I had, uh, I wanted a spicy soup. I wasn't feeling too well at the weekend. I thought, let me just get some pepper in me. It's always the go-to. But then I thought, oh, I've not got many ingredients to make a, a home homemade soup but I knew I had a, a can of tomato soup so I was just zhuzh it up I had an onion what it up zhuzh it up what is zhuzh you know I think I know it's kind of is it like one of those onomatopoeic words where it sounds like what you're doing yeah but it's not actually a word correct do you know what onomatopoeic means it's the it means a word that sounds like something but isn't actually like what like swish yes know? swoosh Swoosh. Pizzazz. Anyhow, I like that one. Anyhow, so, can of soup. I had a sweet potato, just one. Not really going to do much with one sweet potato. Chopped it up. Put it in the blender. Had an onion. Chopped that up. Put it in the blender. Had some garlic. Chucked a few cloves in the blender. Paprika. Dried chilies, And then poured the can of tomato soup on top. Blended it, put it on the stove, heated it up. It was sensational. Doesn't sound that interesting. To no, me. but considering it's from a boring tin of tomato soup, which is really just in my cupboard for war and famine. So, and I was like, well, here I am 
Well, not, not well. Not seduction purposes. No, not at all. Why don't you come back to my place? <laughs> we can I, share I have, a tin of pie. I have a can of tomato, <laughs> tomato soup. It was so good. And if that doesn't do it for you, you're obviously not the right man for me. It was so good. I had half of it and I thought, I'll save the rest for tomorrow. I thought, actually, no, I want it now. So let me reheat it. I put it on to reheat. And then I went off to try and find my laptop charger. Oh, yeah, you're making good use of downtime. Yes. Yeah. But I couldn't find forgot. the bloody... Yeah, yeah, you forgot. And then you... I could smell and something. And came back, it was burning and, go... and spattering. Well, I was in my bedroom and I go, what's that smell? And I go looking around the house to find out what's going on. I go, oh, my God, my soup. Completely forgot. Well, it wasn't time saving because now, Daniel, I've got a pot that's completely black and I'm now on day two of trying to scrub it clean. Oh, no, there are methods of getting this stuff off. Do you, do you, have you not used any of them? Well, I have tried a few. Bicarbonate of soda. Not tried that one just yet. Yeah, you see, what you do is you sprinkle on the bicarb of soda. Yeah. Just onto the affected area with yeah. a tiny bit of liquid just to, you know what, what a solution. Like white vinegar? No, no, no vinegar, just water. You know, oh, just okay. to sort of wet it. Right. And you just leave it yeah. for a long time. You know, a year or two. A year or two. And then it and then it will come off much easier. Yes. I, I mean, there are lots of old wives' tales. What, yeah. What's the pet pot made of? Stainless steel, aluminium? Yes, what? stainless steel. No, that's good. You can give that a bit of hard work Yeah. if you need to. Um, yeah, so that's that. Leaving things on the stove, that's mm. sort of dangerous. Yes. I mean, the thing about a kettle is it cuts out, you It see. does cut out. And, um, you Unless know, you somehow manage to balance something on the clicker, and it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. I mean, that's not happened to me at all before. I actually, um, <laughs> my brother, Simon, told me a terrible story. Of, well, it doesn't seem so terrible now, but his wife was chopping some bagels to put in the, in the toaster. Mm. And, um, and, and as she was chopping, there was a terrific bang and a spark. And it turns out that she'd been chopping the bagel over the cable no. leading to the toaster. Uh-oh. Please, all of you at home, don't do that. And also, whilst we're on the subject of stoves, gas stoves, don't wear your dangly sleeved nightgown whilst operating gas stoves. No. no that is a definitely a recipe for instant combustion. Yes. So we're talking about saving time yes. whilst doing other things. So you're saying there are some dangers about trying to do too many things at once yeah. and losing track. Losing track. So ideally, if you've got something on the cooker, just focus on that. Maybe do something in the same room. So don't leave the kitchen. Yes. That's my top tip. Like sharpening knives is my new thing. Oh. Like we talked about last time. So you yeah. can just sit at the table running the knife up and you know, the sharpening barrel. Yeah. Up and down the knife, and yeah, you'd be you'd be there for the important moment when things started to happen. I mean, there are sometimes when you really do need just to stay there. So when I'm doing my smoked almonds and cashews, uh -huh. the first stage is put the almonds and cashews in the oven just to get all the moisture out of them, so they're nice and warm, but not baked and not roasted. And then you have to melt sugar, right. caramelize it, okay. and then put the butter in. And you've got to be there for that because things happen it looks like when you're when you're melting sugar yeah. it looks like nothing 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 and then suddenly, and then suddenly bang yeah. and if you're not there for that moment you know you're going to miss it you're going to burn it you're going to ruin everything so there are times when you have to go into a sort of a zen state 
uh, of just sort of acceptance that that's what you're going to have to do for the next few minutes and um, and, and enjoy the mindfulness of doing nothing very much. Just, mm. you know, I mean, they say watching paint dry, watching grass grow, you know, don't they? Yeah. Um, and, you know, watching sugar caramelize is, actually it's not quite the same thing because it does then suddenly have a, you know, it's a bit like me and, I was going to say me and sex, but you don't want to talk about that, do you? No. But it looks like nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. <laughs> 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 nothing, nothing's happening. And then, you know. Um, and then bam. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Jane would rather be doing something else for the sort of 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Oh, is that not normal? I don't know. It's Daniel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She doesn't listen to the show anymore, so I'm perfectly <laughs> safe talking about this. Although somebody might tell her. <laughs> no, she gets an alert. <laughs> this one. <laughs> oh, there's a parakeet. Not seen one of those for a long time. So, um, yes. Saving. Uh, saving. Time saving. Sometimes, if you ever got changed while sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Talk me through that. With the top half, you mean? No, and your socks. You can do your leggings. Really? Yeah. So sometimes... whilst doing a number two, I take it. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you just like to sit there a bit longer and you think, well... Just make sure it's all out. <laughs> you haven't sort of interrupted anything. You go, oh, yeah. well, whilst I'm there, I can do this, or... I think That's I'm... multitasking, though. It's also time-saving. Yeah, but I mean, is there a difference between doing something whilst something else, you're waiting for something else? I suppose oh, it's... Okay. And, and multitasking is kind of just running more than one thing at the same time isn't yeah, it which yeah. girls are supposed to be better than men at is mm. that true even i don't know what do you think you've uh, observed life for a few years men multitasking they just get in such a faff and but you said just you said right at the beginning it. that you in later in life more recently you stopped doing all this crazy multitasking and just do one thing properly at a time yes so you've become more male your gender your male gender stuff's coming through now there we go are you confused in terms of your Sexual identity. No. No? I can... I like, can... Not like everyone else. No. <laughs> I mean, if you're not confused about your sexual identity, aren't you a bit boring these days? Possibly. Yeah? Maybe like those two women who just said, oh, no, we're really quite boring, because they've just sussed everything out. They're comfortable with who they what, the are. Once we interviewed? Yeah. I thought that was a bit disappointing, actually. It was. It's a bit, bit of a waste of life that people have no interests and hobbies mm. and not interesting. And yeah. I thought, well, hmm... Anyway, you, you can't... You know, in the morning, sometimes you wake up and you're more awake, but you don't actually want to get up just yet. Like, like but, every day. Yeah. As a school child, my brother came up with the solution of when you're in that phase, get up, get your school uniform on, and then get back into bed for those extra 10, 15 minutes, because then you can <laughs> save time when you actually do have to get up and leave the house, you're ready and dressed. Most people be like, well, why don't you just sleep for a whole night in your school uniform? Because that's disgusting. Mm. But if you just, like, you know. Mm, have you seen that Wallace and Gromit show where he's dressed mechanically? Yeah. Is it the wrong trousers? The wrong trousers. <clears throat> There's some, some whole device, and he's actually dropped into his trousers. And as part of the drop, I think he goes through to the kitchen where his porridge has been made for him and is sort of, presented on his on the table mm. at the moment that he arrives yeah. i mean this is taking it all a bit in the synchronized start to the day a bit far isn't it i mean things can go wrong as well they can 
with all this clever stuff. Yeah. But it's I mean, but you know, there's this whole American industry called time and motion studies. Okay. Where they're trying to sort of work out how to do things faster. I mean, I've got a client at the moment that I won't say who it is and what they do. Oh dear. But um, they, their big plan for 2013 was to reduce something that takes seven minutes to, to, to six minutes. Oh, well, clearly they're pasta makers. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're not, but the Italian thing is probably accurate. Um, and um, so, you know, that would save them one-seventh right. of the cost of doing that operation, which is like 14% saving, if they could do it that way. And then, of course, lawyers work on counting every five or six minutes and so you know if they used to do things in see they used to measure five minute units so even if they rang you and, and said don't forget to send that thing put yeah. the phone down they would still charge that as five minutes because they couldn't record less than five minutes oh and then they moved it to six minutes because that divides an hour into tenths which is easier for the system to run so they have to account for every six minutes in their day can you imagine how you would want be obsessive about time saving yeah. if you were charging by the minute. By the minute. I mean, it'd drive you insane, wouldn't it? It would drive me insane. That's why I stopped being a lawyer. Ah. I couldn't cope with the idea of being measured that much. Yeah. Um, so time saving. But now you're using that timing for your day. Yeah. Well, I've got out of the house now, you see. I mean, we discussed how I get out of the house. Yeah. The, the various methods of of incorporating one thing at the same time as another. Yeah. Do you think that leaf blur can be heard? Probably. But hopefully these mics will uh, concentrate on us. I mean, leaf blowers are really not a good invention, are they? Because what do they do? They just, just blow, blow it. So you may as well just sweep it to the aside. And the and idea then... of sweeping and collecting leaves between two boards. You know, these guys are boards, don't they? And they yeah. And they push them together and then, yeah. There's a technique to, to dealing with leaves. Yeah. And that's maybe a, a time-saving. I mean, if you think about it, you know, all that time and motion. I mean, the whole invention of McDonald's. Did you ever see that film that, that talks about the guy that invented McDonald's? I haven't, no. He, he kind of devised the time-saving method of how you would make burgers more efficiently. And, okay. And you know, when you, when you went to the first McDonald's yeah. in the UK, and I think maybe in America, there was one in the Haymarket. Right. You didn't get served within a... A short period of time, you, your burger was free. Oh, well, that should be the case now because and McDonald's is no longer fast food. What is it? Well, you're there waiting because all these pickup food services oh, are yeah. collecting before you. You can't actually see how long the queue is anymore because no. it, people go and, and go to a terminal. Yes. I mean, at least when you saw the bloody queue, you know, physical queue, you could say, oh, I'm not getting involved. Yeah. It, do you know when you order how many are in front of you? You can see it on the number thing. But before, I used to like seeing the burgers come down the chute and they just turn around and grab one, pack it, chips, inch, off you go. Yeah. It was quick. Yeah. But now, you may as well go and sit down an honest burger and, you know, price isn't much difference. It's, it's more expensive to sit down. I know it's more expensive to but sit it's, down. It's worth it. But it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we talked about this maybe before, but I used to go to Brown's restaurant, Brown's Hotel in Albemarle Street. Okay. where for years they did a steak sandwich on a board with onion rings and lovely bits and pieces of napkin, starchy linen one um, on a board, and it was in beautiful surroundings. Six pounds. Six pounds. Uh, I.e., you know, like a McDonald's meal. Yeah. Although some years later, when I went back, they realised their mistake, and it was now 16 pounds. Oh. 
of one had been missing all these years and you know I'd enjoyed that look I mean other time-saving things or or, or, or ways to use otherwise dead time is what mm. I'm thinking of. so I mean a lot of chaps wait for a lot of girls don't they because they take longer to get out right you know if you're going out for the evening or you know for some reason women take longer and I, th I think I understand why they've got more work to do to be ready to go out yeah. to face the world and so they, this could be an angst ridden you know tense moment when the chap is sort of cooling his heels hmm? oh. are you going to be quiet this time oh, yeah. <laughs> what would he be doing to signify impatience and he's got keys what could he be doing with the keys Jangling the jangling the keys, yeah. but I don't think he would be. He'll probably be there st trying to fix the doorknob that broke off. You know. No, no, no we're, we're going to get on to the fantasy thing in a minute. What's the what's the current situation when people are waiting for each other? What are they doing? Just sort of getting huffy and puffy, huffy and puffy, just and jangling the keys. And I mean, if it was my dad, he just says to my mum, "I'll wait in the car for you." Do they drum their fingers? You do. <laughs> Terrible habit. <laughs> And what, give me an exchange, let's do a little, um, a little role, role play. You hate it when I force role plays on you. Okay, we're going out in the evening. Um, Sarah, are you nearly ready? Not quite, I just need a few more minutes. Um, any idea how long? Two minutes. 20. Two? two they, yeah. ne they never say two, it's always five. No, two minutes. Because then they mean five. If they say five, they mean ten. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So two minutes. Two minutes. Okay, okay, look, I'm, I'm waiting here. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting by the door for you. Okay, I'll be down soon. Can you get me? Can you get me my hair dryer, please? Look, we did promise to be there at seven thirty. You remember? Oh, thought it was eight o'clock. No, no, it was seven thirty. Okay, no worries. I'm I'm coming down. Just give me a second. Oh, you're still in your dressing gown. Mm. I'm, I'm actually wearing this out. <laughs> You said we have to go, so I'm going as I am. <laughs> All I need is a bit of lippy and a, and a nice perfume. Sorry, it's not your dressing gown. Right, right. See, it's a... Uh, oh, actually, it's rather slinky. Thank you. Be careful with those droopy sleeves, though. You know, don't, don't do any gas cooking. I plan not to do any cooking tonight. Yeah. And by the way, you still haven't cleaned up that splatter of tomato. Um, you know, are you going to go out leaving the kitchen looking like that? Yes, I'll do it when I come back. With the other things that I have to do that you've left lying around, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, what I do is I, I always have a book with me, short stories. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Um, or something on the Mossad, you know, because I, I love reading about the Israeli Secret Service. Ooh. They're always so sort of entertaining. Not so secret. They dress up as girls in order to get a, that crucial few minutes before anyone notices that they might be dangerous. Do they? Yeah, they actually, the, the people that run Mossad are theatre designers and cinematographers and people that, they kind of set it as a scene, you know. Right. Unlike the Americans, it's all, you know, we'll just come in with two black hawks and abseil down some ropes and with lots of guns and things, you know, and overwhelm everybody. The, the Israelis are much more sort of smart. They're reciting Chekhov and as they... go <laughs> <laughs> So they get somebody to sort of do a scenario painting, you know, like it's a movie. It's a movie, so we'll get you dressed up as that and and the distraction here and, you know, you should watch Fowder. Okay. On, on Netflix. There's a new series coming out on the 20th of January. Okay, that's um, nice. Which everyone's been breathlessly waiting for. Mm. Very fair-minded, actually. It's between, you know, it's obviously the two sides and they're both good. 
and both get one over on each other. You know, some I do fancy one of the ladies. Oh, you, know, you fancy everyone. Oh my God, she's beautiful. Is she? She's Palestinian. Oh, they are beautiful women. They are very beautiful. Mm. Mm. What do you think chap should do whilst waiting for the girls to, to come down so they, you remove that pressure? Just ask if they uh, need any help with anything. Yep. Maybe they can brush their hair whilst, while she's getting ready or I mean, uh, you, get the, the shoes out. The, the one thing Maybe that go and warm the car up. You, you missed a real trick, you oh, see. Dear. When I said, we're going to be late. Yeah. You said, you should have said, well, we didn't have to have that quickie, did we? Oh. And that's what the chaps do, you see. They see really? the girl getting dressed, putting on her finery. Yeah. You know, she's probably just put on her face, right? So she's looking good. Yeah. Now she's in, in her lingerie, you know, uh -huh. just the black stuff. And that's the point at which the chap is going to kind of think, I'm not sure I can control myself at this moment. Daniel, this is a life that I've not lived. And then, and then you know, they go off and yeah, mess her up, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, she's all discombobulated and having to pat herself down and everything. And then a bit flushed. Right. I actually had two people turn up to my 50th birthday party. It was a dinner at a, at a place and yeah. they were late and then they admitted they'd had sex in the disabled toilets at a place they'd just been to ah you know I thought I don't know if it's I really... selfish of them using the disabled toilet <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my first thought <laughs> I just thought you know I'm not sure that's the sort of thing I want to hear I mean I didn't mind hearing about the sex it was more that they preferred to do that than come to my party and were mm. prepared to be late but I think having something to do whilst you know whilst waiting is um, is really important. I mean, having a book is is always good. Yeah. I mean, what do people do? They look at their phone, don't they? Yeah. If they've got any spare time, they just look at their bloody phone. I mean, mm. how narcissistic. But they might be reading a book on their phone. Well, when they're flicking away, I don't think they are. Yeah. They're dating. <laughs> if, they're, if they're flicking left to right, they're dating. If they're flicking up and down, it's social media. It's pretty obvious. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right? I mean, um, I don't know about these things. But... Well, clearly you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the phone has become the cigarette, isn't it? The thing to do when you don't have anything else to do. Yeah. I hear a few places are, are disconnecting Wi-Fi in their establishments. So... Yeah, because it causes people to loiter, mm. hang around, yeah. just come and buy a coffee. And stay all and, day. Yeah, and just treat it like an office. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed the prices of all these coffees are going up. It's disgusting. Yeah. I was in Cafe Nero the other day waiting for my adjudication to start. Right. With TFL. I'm not sure how well that went, actually. I don't think the adjudicator liked me. Okay. Um, and I noticed that they had a macchiato double for less than, the, than a cortado, which was a single. Oh. I said to the girl, you know, how does that work? So I, I said, is the cortado a double? She said, no, it's a single. It's just a little bit of milk, you know, not a lot. I mean, the macchiato's got less milk. Mm. But, you know, but you've got a double with a macchiato. It's like you could have a single or a double Yeah. with a little bit of froth for less than a single with a bit more froth. I, I said, how does that work? She said, oh, I don't know, I'm just working. Which is a terrible thing. Yeah. And what do you do whilst you're in a queue and you have time to kill? Talk to the next person. <laughs> Answer some emails. Yeah. I mean, maybe eat the thing that you want to buy because the queue's so long and you just pay for the packet once you get there. Jane's got this great line actually when, when you're waiting to order drinks and they come along eventually. They yeah. say, Sorry, it's taken so long. And what does Jane say? 
I don't know. But I could have had a drink whilst I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is one of them. <laughs> As they're serving drinks, that's such a great <laughs> remark. It just—it's a real showstopper. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. I could have had a drink whilst I was wasting. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take it the wrong way. They kind of think, you know, you just wasted ten minutes when you could have been having a drink. You know, you could have had two drinks. I could be coming back for the second order by now. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So I think we're, we're talking about two different things here. One is time-saving tips when you just sort of cut corners on something. Mm. The other is what to do when you're forced to be in a queue or. or you know, have time. Yeah. And I think that what we worked out the other day when I forced that chap to chat you up yeah. in the queue for the bagel shop and oh. everyone enjoyed the whole thing, didn't they? Because they did. They had 10 minutes of listening to him trying to chat you up. Mm. Um, so it became a bit like, you know, a sort of reality show. Yeah. And um, I think we, we all need to look for ways to make things more interesting like that um, so that we don't get frustrated, anxious, angry, ill-tempered. By the time you get to the front, you're already in a bit of a stew. Yeah. You know. What do you think? No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Take your mind off things. Mm. Distract you from the task. What could you be doing in a queue where you have to keep shuffling forward? As I said, answering some emails, make a phone call, speak to the person next to you. I, I check think... out what else is available to buy if you need to go back again. Can I, can I make a suggestion here? Go for it, Daniel. I, I think that what we should all do is carry around a packet of stickers. Okay. Maybe with letters. Right. Or ways to make letters and, and just write something on the back of the person in front of you. You know, like, kick me here or, or, or something. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the kids used to do this a lot. Um, I, I mean a lot when we were, you know, when they were oh, that your age. kids. Yeah, yeah, our kids. Right. They would have all these stickers, alphabet things, and, and they would just put stickers on everybody, waiters, and God knows what. Oh. Um, and Jane was eye-bombing people, yeah. you know, those sticky eyes, and would put them in outrageous places on people's, you know, person when they were asleep and things. Um, so, yeah, you, you can just... You know, you can turn everything into a bit of an entertainment scape. Really. Yeah. Just imagine if you're shuffling forward in the queue and, you, and you know, by the time you get to the front, the person in front says, I'm a dick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll go around the rest of the day, totally unaware. <laughs> until someone goes, oh, are you dick? <laughs> I'm just. I think people need to be more imaginative. I'm. I'm offering some thoughts here about how to convert angst-making moments when you think you're wasting your life and mm. you know just waiting for you're killing time basically, which yeah. is a, a terrible expression, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, how are they killing it? Strangling it? I think they are electrocuting it. It's no, just slow and painful. Yeah. Maybe garroting. Do you know what that is? No. So you restrict the neck. With ah. a device like a screw that you keep tightening. Well, thank goodness they're not grouting it. Yeah, and there's the, and there's the rack, of course, where you stretch people. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's probably quite a good thing. A little bit of that because it makes you gives you better posture, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, it just separates those vertebrae a little bit, gives them a bit of a break. You that's know, it. Well, maybe a big break. <laughs> if you go too far. So yes, I I think if anyone's got any suggestions on you know things to do whilst whilst in sort of a forced. You can uh, let us know on our Instagram page. Yeah, I mean, in the airport is another place where you can find yourself in queues. 
Yeah, there's queues everywhere, Daniel. You but don't I, have to I, go to the airport for them. I've, I found a way of making the, the snaking queue, the one that goes forwards and backwards, <clears> and you go to the end of the road, turn round, back. I, I found a way to make that entertaining. Do you, have you found a way? Nope. Okay, so what you do is you're going to see the same person several times. Yeah. Because depending on how many switchbacks there are, uh-huh. you, you might see the same person like five times. Yeah. So I choose, obviously, the most beautiful woman. Of course you do. Yeah, of course, because why waste your time on anybody else and just make a sort of passing comment and then she's nervous because she knows that we're going to have to do another exchange and, and then another exchange and, another and by exchange. the time by the time we get to the front you know the reason why i left home with all the right things has become apparent yes and then you get on the plane and lo and behold well, you might not get on the same plane because you're just in the queue for the you know the security or something oh okay there isn't a queue like that to get actually on the plane <laughs> <clears throat> from that queue, I then end up on the flight with that person. Oh, well, well, after having disgraced yourself. Yeah. All right. So yeah. What, let's do the, let's do a role play. Okay. okay. We've got the, time for it. We're in, these things are called tensators, I think, the, the stretchy bar, like the okay. seatbelt webbing. Right. That they use to control queues at the airport and other places. I think yeah. It's called tensator. Anyway, so um, first exchange. Oh. Hi, where are you going today? Uh, oh, you're talking to me? Oh, yes, yes, I'm talking oh, to you. Oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> just off to Rome. Off to Rome? Mm. No, no, not on holiday. Uh, <clears throat> work, really, yeah. Work. Oh, oh hi, you. What, what, what's your name? Oh, hello again. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm uh, Lorraine. Lorraine? Mm. Lorraine. In Spain. No, but you can't, be, Spain. <laughs> you can't be called Lorraine in an airport. Because, Why not? Because she did that advert. Who did? Um, what's her name? Lorraine, um, you know. Kelly? No. Um, oh, I can't even think now. I want to be called Lorraine. Yeah, all right. You can be Lorraine. Why, why, why do you think of Lorraine, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> no, I still can't remember who that person is. It's an advert for drinks. What's her name? She's a bit common. Nah, Luton Airport. Luton Airport. Where did you come from, my darling? Luton Airport. No idea. It's a Dubonnet. I'm not sure, Daniel. It's probably before you know, my time. I'm starting to forget things. It's no oh, good. No. But that didn't work too well, the tensator thing. But look, I think people get the general idea that, you know, it's a chance to have three, five, seven, I don't know how many turns you get. Do you know what? Next to, time we do connect, a role play, to connect with somebody, you do both characters. Yeah. Different voices. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, well, because. You've never really been here in the first place, have you? Well, just so then the story will go how you want it to go. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so no, we'll no, I No, I need, I need the randomness of another... I'll be the third person. The third, you know, yeah. experience. Somebody who intervenes. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like um, that time I was travelling with Jane. Okay. Up to central London, and we were going down from Canada Water to uh-huh. the Jubilee Line on the escalator. Canada Water, Jubilee Line, yeah. Yeah, and um, Jane was... On the hold the handrail side. Yeah. Dressed up in her finery and her fur coat. Lovely. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And I... Were you running late? I can't remember. <laughs> Probably not. And um, so I was a bit behind her because she just heads off. You know, she doesn't wait for me. She's quick out the trap when the door's open and everything. So by the time I got to the escalator, she was already, you know, went on her way with people behind her. So I decided to walk down. On the outside, and as I passed her, I said, "Oh wow, don't I know you from somewhere?" And then carried on. 
and uh-huh. the girl behind James, I was saying, these effing men, bloody men, you know, just think they can say what they like to anyone. It's just, they've got no manners, no decency. And I was just still spluttering when Jane got to the bottom of the escalator and I took her by the hand and got on the train. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very dangerous as a third party to um, intervene, in, intervene. In, in these things. I wouldn't... I thought is it, Jane... Does, is Lorraine Chase? Is there somebody called Lorraine Chase, an actress? One minute while okay. I look this up. Okay, right. So, uh, time-saving. I don't know what to say, really. It's going to just be dead space. Anyhow, let us know. You can message us on Instagram. Our handle is at Talks With My Neighbour. And you can let us know what time-saving tips you use, whether it's uh, not doing stuff. People tend to avoid ironing. They think that they're saving time. Actually, it's quite a good one. They think they're saving time by not ironing, but then they need to wear something that needs ironed when they're getting ready to go out. It's not really time-saving then, is it? They should have just ironed it whilst it came off. Look, here he goes. He's got the 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 clipper. Campari. Now that was Lorraine Chase. So I've I never think, seen that clip I think in my fact, life. You chose the name Lorraine, and I was chasing after you. Uh, you're hot on my heels. At Luton Airport, and they were drinking Campari, one of my favourite drinks. Wow. There's the Negroni. You can't beat that. Oh. You can beat an egg. You can. Um, you see, everyone's pleased I'm back because you were just absolutely drivelling on, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, just... I mean, without me, you are lost. There's no wisdom, Daniel. Lorraine Chase. Now, Luton Airport. Luton where did you guys come from? Luton Airport. Actually, why do they mention Luton? Because it's, I go to Luton Airport now because I can get there on the train from Greenwich without changing. I decided it's a good airport. Yeah, it's a good airport. I mean, the, the idea that people can get sniffy about which airport you go to, oh, you know, I did Heathrow Terminal 5. Oh, wow, whoopie do. What's the order then? Where does Stansted fit in? Then there's Luton. Gatwick. I mean, Stansted to London a City. Bit awkward. Mm, you know, I, I, I fly from London City. I quite like London City because that's mm. really on our doorstep. No one would ever say, you know, volunteer that they're flying from Luton Airport, would they? That's my go-to. I either look at Luton Airport or Gatwick. Yeah. What about Stansted? I try to avoid that one mm-hmm. because you've got to get the train, and then it's awkward to get from the station to. No, it's, it's no. I'd rather go to East Midlands Parkway. Yeah. East Midlands Airport. But, you know, when we, when we talk about travelling, you can suffer big delays when travelling unexpectedly, can't you? You can. I mean, then, you know, your flight can be cancelled and a lot of people experience terrible cancellation problems during COVID. So what should you always have on you? A book, Daniel. We must have discussed this already. We have. You were just too quick to answer that. You see, I listen. Yeah. Do you have a book on you at the moment? Are you reading something? I... I've discovered I don't actually like carrying books around because I don't want them getting damaged. Hmm. What do you mean? Well, I carry so much stuff in my backpack. I don't want any leaks to happen on them. I don't want the okay. edges to Are we going down crusty. the e-book route here? I could carry my e-book, but then I prefer a proper book. So you're saying you don't carry a book because it might get damaged? Yeah. Well, who cares? Once you've read it, I usually give them away. Yes, that's fine. But... 
I was just gifted a brand new book and it feels so lovely and it looks so nice and I just want it kept nice and clean. You don't, don't Maybe want, I should wrap it up in something. You don't want to break the spine, as they call no, it. No, I don't mind breaking creep. the spine, but it's just the, the pages. I don't want them getting... Well, I actually turned down the page where I've got to. Yeah. So I can't remember otherwise. I, 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 mean, I suppose I could have a bookmark, but I don't know. Yeah. And no, um, I often give my books away to people. I do as well. To say, you know... But uh, what's I going to say? Blah, 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 um, blah, blah, so, I mean, blah. is that a long no, that you don't actually have a book you're reading because you just want I to do. look at the well, cover? I have got uh, Nicola Rossi's book out at the moment. Oh, yeah. Rockstar Ending. Yes, and then I did have some other book that somehow ended up on my bookshelf that I started and then put down because I got Rockstar Ending. But then also, I can't read on public transport. Well, I can, but I always miss my stop. Mm. which is highly frustrating. So yeah. to save myself time from going past from where I need to be, I just sit. And in... stare aimlessly out the window. No, I look for my potential husband. Where? On the tube. On the tube? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Everywhere. You look around. You take in people. You people watch. So you're looking for a husband? Wow. What are you look... All right. What are you looking for? Well, Daniel, that could be another episode, because do you know how long we've been going for? No. No, an hour and 16 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? We've wasted yeah. everyone's time, which is a bit ironic on a time-saving... <laughs> and uh, our shows are meant to be 50 minutes long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We shouldn't be... <laughs> on something which is about time-saving, we've just wasted an hour. But then on the other hand, Sarah, not to finish too brutally quickly, most people will be listening to this podcast whilst doing the ironing. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, not actually wasting their time at all. No. I mean, they're probably just laughing their heads off whilst sort of trying to get that perfect... Most radio shows are, what, two scene. hours, three hours? Yeah. Well, we, we're just, you know, we don't notice time flying when we're having fun. <laughs> uh, well, all right, maybe maybe it is time to, to sort of spare you any more. Yeah. Well, it's been... Um, actually, I don't know, I just felt like I was wasting myself today. <laughs> I had a great start to the day, and then... You then came, I came round. Then you came round. <laughs> Then my son rang to say he'd broken down and I had to advise him how to get his car started. Hopefully he'd never listen to the show because he'd probably think, <laughs> my dad didn't come and save me because he was podcasting. <laughs> you don't sound very well. Did you get a COVID test before you came out today? <laughs> I have taken one. It's not that. It's just a nice classic cough. Okay, well, I think we can have another cup of coffee. So let's say au revoir. Au revoir. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. To our loving audience. To our loving audience. And by the way, we're so pleased you're back with us. We are so pleased. And we're so pleased we came back from the dead, unrepentant, to revive this great show. And it's quite clear that we hadn't finished talking about everything. No. Because we just come up with endless, inane subjects and talk for absolutely... Um, unending amounts of time yeah. without without hesitation, repetition. I'm not going to rule out deviation because I've actually got a bit of time on my hands now. Yeah, it's the hand tight. You're hiding behind your back. Anyhow, listeners, do reach out to us. If you're listening on Spotify, there is a question box that you can send questions to and I will pick them up and read them and ask Daniel for the answer. So... We look forward to hearing from you and hopefully you look forward to hearing from us next time. Thank you. Bye.